The following podcast is sponsored by the Hood College Bookstore. Most of us think of the bookstore as just a place to buy or rent books. Well, I'm here to tell you that's not the case. The Hood College Bookstore is a great place to buy all kinds of things. Need some Hood-branded merch? You'll find hoodies and t-shirts, hats and scarves, sweats and socks, mugs and cups. They even have Hood-branded blankets. Low on shampoo or soap? They have you covered. Bad breath before class? Buy some gum or Tic Tacs. Need a pen, highlighter, or notebook? The bookstore has tons. Does your roommate have a dog? Buy them a Hood College leash or collar. Need some Advil or Tums? The bookstore has your back. Need a last-minute birthday gift for your best friend? You'll find plenty of options. What I'm saying is, the Hood College bookstore has you covered for all your gift, school, snack, and clothing needs. Oh, and did I mention, they also have gift cards. Lots and lots of gift cards. So the next time you're in WIT, stop in and browse around. Mention my name, Tim Jacobson, and the name of this podcast, Get to Know a Blazer, and receive 10% off your purchase. Everything that is except books. But listen to the show first. everybody, welcome to another episode of Get to Know a Blazer, an in-depth yet light-hearted interview podcast that focuses on the many interesting and wonderful people that inhabit our Hood College campus. I'm your host, Tim Jacobson. For those of you who don't know me, and I am assuming there are many, I am the coordinator for Hood College Broadcasting Studios and an instructor of visual media communication. Last week, I interviewed Drs. Torres Crespo and Graves. I have to admit, I could talk with those two all day long. They really are special people to me. What is heartwarming to know is that they learned so much and retained so much information from taking my photography classes over the years. Uh, It really made me feel good to hear some of the things that they said about my class. I am a Very much looking forward to another photo safari with them sometime soon. On the show this week, I am interviewing a newcomer to Hood. They started their position only a few weeks ago, but have already made a a very strong visual impact. We have only met briefly before today, but I know that this is going to be a very interesting conversation because we have something very much in common. Please welcome to the show, Bonnie Kern. I am the new gallery director, and I will also be teaching gallery management class in the fall. And I think it's funny because I feel like, you know, Bonnie, welcome to Hood. Have a great break. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, welcome. You're here for two weeks. Now go home for 40 days. (laughs) So it's a good question. How did you get here? Where were you before you were at Hood? What were you doing? Mm, uh, Graduated from Penn State. Um, so I also took many classes, many areas. I ended up, uh, graduating from Penn state. I stayed at state college park for about two, three years. And then I came down to Shippensburg Okay, lived there with a friend, took classes at Shippensburg, also at Penn state Harrisburg. And then I got an internship at university of Maryland in their, uh, archives department. 
in photography, actually. Okay. I'm also a professional photographer myself. So uh, took classes many areas. Finally did graduate from Penn State. You had asked how you were as a student. Yes. I was not very good as, a, as an undergrad, but I finally mm. made it through and was super excited. And fast forward, I actually, fun fact, I got accepted into the Hood College education program okay. um, for grad school. Uh, was super excited about it, but then kind of just couldn't come at that time of life. And then life happened after that and um, ended up starting, had two kids, got married, and then I started, um, I actually won a photography contest. Uh, it was in Newsweek. It was for Project Greenlight with Ben Affleck and yeah. Damon. Um, I won kind of a part of the uh, competition. The main grand prize winner was the on stage or set photographer. Um, I ended up, they ran another contest within the top five, uh, photography winners. It was a worldwide contest actually won the people's top pick. Um, so with that vote of confidence, I was like, well, I can start a photography business. Sure. Um, so did picked a name, made a website, never made a website in my life. And, um, put an ad in Washington Parent Magazine. My okay. whole family was from the D.C., Alexandria, mm -hmm. How long ago was Virginia this? area. Uh, 19, or no, no, gosh, 2005. Okay. Started a business. And um, the clients I got then from that ad in the magazine, I still have today. I just did a photo shoot the other weekend um, with kids who are now in college. Uh, one is now graduated as a doctor. Um, so grew up, I kind of grew up with them taking their pictures as they grew up. So long time clients. And then kind of was thinking of a future, uh, retirement plan, mm -hmm. uh, went to grad school up the street, so to speak of, uh, Wilson college in Chambersburg. Okay. Uh, got my MFA in 2020 from them. Uh, great program. I, uh, was in two Julys in a residency program. So I was in, it's an MFA in visual arts. So I was in class with uh, Broadway dancers, choreographers, painters, sculptors, ceramicists. So it was a really eclectic group of folks that really inspired me and um, created different work that I never thought I would take. Oh, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. So it was it was really a great experience. In fact, I sit around missing projects. You know, you have a project and it's due in two weeks and here's your theme and go. Um, so. Um, ended up uh, graduating from there with a goal to teach in college uh, photography mm -hmm. versus, you know, running after little kids in photo shoots and stuff. So um, my goal was to teach in college. I got a adjunct job at York College uh, teaching darkroom photography. Oh, spring of 20 and then COVID hit and we went digital halfway through. Yeah, you can't really do darkroom yeah. Um, <laughs> At home. Yeah. Two of the, <laughs> two of the students, I was so proud and excited. They continued with, uh, film photography and they shipped their film off. And at that point we didn't even know if there would be a lab open, um, to develop their pictures. Right. Um, but there was one, I think in York and they got their prints developed and continued with darkroom. In fact, one of my students, she graduated from York and is out in Washington state, I believe near Seattle and she, um, still takes, uh, film pictures. So super excited and, uh, she loves it and ran with it. Um, one of my other students just got her, her first pictures printed, um, in the York review. So she was all texted me, professor Kern, I made it. 
I made that's always it, great yeah which mm-hmm. was really neat um so that's that's kind of my path I did that and I'm also um gonna teach at Gettysburg College this spring so that's exciting photography yeah photography class like digital or are um, you gonna be doing dark mix room? it's a, a dark room class and they kind of said make it what you want so I'm kind of thinking we're gonna intro with dark room and run the gamut of where photography has taken us intro dark room and then hit some digital DSLR and then finish with like smartphone photography um, so kind of a, a the whole a, history yeah the realm of where we are today and how it's transitioned um, so that's kind of my path and then at while I was at grad school uh, to save money I was a grad assistant one year and then the second year is the gallery director at the their small on-campus gallery uh, so I really loved it had a great chair there um, kind of inspired me, taught me a lot, and I just really enjoyed it. Um, one project, he said, go up to the art supply closet and come up with an exhibition. I was like, what's in the art <laughs> supply closet? He's like, I don't know. Go make something. Just go do. Go do it. Um, now, does that intimidate you? Because I know a lot of people who, like, I'll give my students an assignment. I'll be like, they'll be like, what's the assignment? I'm like, organic shapes. And they're like, can you be more specific? And I'm like, no, <laughs> go figure it out. Figure and, it out. and it will freeze them yeah and Um, other students just feel like totally freeing like oh my god i can do anything i want yeah so how does like when somebody says oh just go do this um it's a vote of confidence uh i think i've learned to love it um i'm kind of very independent so i work well on my own but yet also i do remember first day of grad school our director said here's a project here's the theme Mm -hmm. here's your group go make something and i was like i said exactly the same thing well what does that mean what, what what do you want? Do you want do you want movement, digital, yeah. paper, paint? I don't know. His answer was yes. He's His like, yeah. answer was like yes. And I literally think he said yes, yes. And I'm like, well, what is it? He's like, go do it. Yeah. You're in grad school. I don't tell you what to do. That's why you're here. Go make something. So I think yep. that really contributed to me taking that uh, go to the art closet, make an exhibition, and being like, all right, I got this. You know, I can do it. And so I was excited. Uh, Leanna walked me around the other day uh, at your art, the Hood College Art Supply Closet, mm-hmm. or art, leftover art. Yeah, it's kind of art. like the boneyard. Yeah. Uh, so I'm <laughs> excited to stuff. Yeah, come up with like, we'll inventory it and see what's up there and maybe we can make a show out of it. You can probably spend a week up there. And yeah, that's fun. Not get through half of it. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely... Uh, like a variety of things so the photography you know back in the day paid the bills and now I you know wanted a a future where I could you know be be ancient and still be a fun kind of crazy (laughs) professor (laughs) the fun crazy professor we're the we're the yeah yeah and engage students and and kind of inspire them to yes you know put their own pictures on the wall versus buy somebody else's pictures yeah that's what what it should be yeah I agree so we're going to get into other stuff here, and I want to hear more about your iPhone photography because I uh, a couple years ago I did a, a solo show here, and it was all iPhone stuff. Oh, fun. Um, That's great. And I kind of fell into it. It was kind of a, a therapy type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, where'd you grow up? Yeah, I grew up, we're a big Army military family, so grew up, uh, I, I was born at Fort Dix, New Jersey. Okay. My mom was also born at Fort Dix, so... They were from both my grandparents' sides. They both retired as colonels in the Army. My dad was a general and special forces general um, in the Army. And 
even my aunt is a colonel. Um, my brother, my dad's brother's a, a colonel. It's like a family of colonels. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, it's like a, is it a gaggle? What do you call it? Yeah, it's a gag. It's a, definitely a gaggle. Um, so grew up, uh, also ended up in Alaska at one point. Um, but mostly East coast grew up. Okay. Um, also grew up, uh, near Pottsville PA where I think they made the, uh, big thing they're known for is Yingling beer. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I graduated Penn state, uh, that's when all the micro brews started to pop up and Yingling beer ended up at a DC bar. And I was like, what? what the that hell? beer yeah. is dreadful. What are you guys drinking? <laughs> and you can't even pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. It's really, yeah. It's like, you know, a step up from like, you know, Michelob. Uh, Budweiser. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's, it's kind of funny and people come, they have a plant tour up there in Pottsville and people come from all over to the, do the tour. But F, FYI, you need to have a uh, closed toes shoes to do that tour. Oh, um, I went one time in flip flops and we could not go. I won't so, remember that. Yeah. Closed toes shoes at breweries, I guess. Um, but yeah, grew up grew siblings. Up, you have siblings, a uh, brother, I have older, an older brother. Okay. Uh, he was big. We grew up as skiers. We grew up racing. Um, downhill skiing? Downhill skiing. Uh, grew up at a Bryce Resort in Virginia, NASTAR racing, and then was briefly on the Penn State ski team. And then uh, my brother got into, he was, my f- dad was a ski patroller mm-hmm. at Bryce in Virginia. And then we always kind of got free ski tickets. And then uh, my brother ended up in the ski patrol and then in snowmaking at Stowe in Vermont. And then he ended up uh, in the gas pipeline industry because snowmaking is all pipes and kind of trans- transpired into that. Um, but it was funny because when we actually had to pay for a real ski ticket, we were like, uh, do you know how much a ski what? ticket is? <laughs> it's like $100. Yeah. Uh, so we always had family in the industry where we were able to get, you know, comped tickets and sweet grew up that way and um that way and then we have um adam and i my husband we have four kids two together or i had two boys he had two girls and they were on the ski team at round top wow so we grew up um they grew up ski racing as well and so we're constantly cold and then we have an older son who played hockey so It'd be nice to have somebody who did a warm sport. You could do that. Yeah, I grew up water skiing. My parents were water skiers. My dad used to build boats, and they were in a a water ski club. So we grew up. We, my brother and I, joked that the only reason why my parents had kids is because they needed somebody to drive the boat. To drive the boat, fix the boat. To pull, yeah. Yeah, repair the boat. Yeah, I was driving boats. I was pulling skiers when I was nine years old. Oh yeah. You know, I bet. Yeah. Because they're like, hmm, now we have these two kids, mm-hmm. and if they want to ski, they have to drive the boat. Right, right. Well, we, yeah, we were taught if you want to ski, you have to carry your own gear, carry your own skis, learn how to tune your own skis. Um, I did go water skiing twice. I figured if you could ski, snow ski, you could water ski. Back. I kind of thought the same thing. And no, when I tried really. to downhill, I'm like, no, this doesn't work. Yeah. I'm falling and it hurts. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It doesn't really work that well. Um, how did you pick up a camera? Like what, do you remember that, like, you know, that moment like this, this is magical. Yeah. Uh, growing up with, uh, my grandparents, they were big into the Polaroid camera. Uh. So, uh, I absolutely love the Polaroid. I thought it was super magical, you know, and I don't know why we always shake the Polaroid picture. I don't think that develops it it any faster, but no, my grandmom swore by it. So that was pretty much my first remembrance of taking pictures 
and they were so expensive, you know, you had to really think about the shot you were taking, mm -hmm. which is kind of why I like teaching darkroom. It's very magical. You only have a couple shots. You can't take a thousand, you know, so it teaches you how to be a better photographer, uh, have a better focus and, and take your time. But other than that, I mean, uh, I took a couple of pictures in high school, but back then film was so expensive and yeah. I only have a couple of pictures of me at Penn state, you know, now kids, you know, there's a million pictures on their phone of them at college, which is, I'm kind of jealous of. I didn't, I didn't have that. Um, so there's like one picture of me on the wall at Penn state out in front of a big building, but that's pretty much it. Uh, we just didn't have the money to yeah. develop the film, um, until then once I had kids, uh, the digital world came out. So my oldest was born in 2001. He was a film camera baby. So all his pictures are in print okay. and negatives. And then the second baby came along and he's all digital. So he's all stuck in the computer with no prints at all. <laughs> um, so that was the first time. And, and that, um, I started taking pictures of the boys and then I, you know, had entered the contest and won. And then I thought, well, I can start my own business and, uh, charged my first one of the mom's group. I took pictures of her and her kids. Mm -hmm. I think I charged her $35 was my first paid gig. Um, and then just kind of took off from there. Um, photography, I did a lot of came up with a name, polka dot portraits. And then I did a lot of family pictures. And then somebody said, well, can you take pictures of downtown DC, all kinds of restaurants? I said, sure. Um, and then somebody said, can you take pictures of the Washington ballet? Sure. You know, it was scared. Yeah. You're just like, I, I'm going to say sure. And then you're like, all right, I just committed to this and I have yes. no idea what I'm doing. Well, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> I've done that before. Kind of how I yeah. got, he got here, honestly, a little bit, but I, I listen to a lot of motivational, uh, motiversity on YouTube, all mm -hmm. of motivational videos, lots of sports videos and, um, say yes and figure it out later is kind of my mantra of that and it's worked well i mean i was back i took pictures of george stephanopoulos um while he was doing the nutcracker for the washington ballet and Allie wentworth his wife which is an actress and i was behind stage and i was so scared that i was going the flash would go off because oh. these are ballerinas on toe shoes and was pretty stressed out but got some amazing pictures and george was back there and shook hands and took his picture and it was a neat um, experience, and um, so I had my uh, flash turned off, but I held it down the entire time because I was just so nervous something would happen and flash and make the ballerina fall down and ah you yeah know, you'll do something broken ankle or something. But it was great. It was great experience, and then that led to hey, can you take pictures of the hockey team? Yes, mm. um, and I had a hockey player on, so I took their team pictures, and it went into the entire team and uh, swim team, uh, ski teams. And then that went into the pipeline business of, uh, industrial photography. So then I was on the side of a mountain with steel toe boots and a hard hat taking pictures of welding and sparks. And, you know, I kind of always say, find the eyes of the photograph, mm -hmm. whether it's a person and or welding sparks, there are the eyes in there. There's the special yeah. focus point. That's kind of how I ended up getting into grad school a little bit because uh, we were driving on the right away on the side of a mountain and there was a, a digger, as we call it, a cat. And the grid on the lots of the machines I started taking pictures of as kind of filler. 
okay. pictures within their marketing videos. Um, so it was abstract industrial art. Um, I really love that. And that kind of is how I found that love of photography, not just taking pictures of people, but of the fine art of photography. Right. Um, and then that went into my entire grad thesis project of uh, smartphone photography. And then I did a whole show at Adams County Arts Council uh, of dumpsters, uh, the sides of dumpsters, the rusty metal on the sides of dumpsters. And now I have students sending me GPS locations of where the best dumpster is, you know, to try and go take pictures. But um, it's a very abstract uh, visuals that I absolutely love. So especially when I go to DC, I was up in New York city the other day for a photo shoot and found the best dumpster. And I think that place and might have some of the best dumpsters around. <laughs> so now Bonnie's going to be walking around Frederick going Look, like, where are the dumpsters dumpster? at? Yes. Um, well I was on a lunch break in grad school and we had, you know, a week to come up with a project and I was, uh, having lunch by myself I just ran out got lunch because uh, we had like no time to eat mm -hmm. think I backed up and I was parked in front of a dumpster I pulled back in and I was like oh my gosh those etchings in this dumpster was they were just amazing so I pulled back in took about seven shots of this one beautiful dumpster have never found a dumpster as beautiful as that um, and then had a whole idea. I was like, well, I could do a whole gallery show like this. Just dumpsters. So I then drove around Chambersburg. Within an hour, I had six different, six or seven different dumpsters. There was a red one in there, which was hard to find. It's like finding blue glass on a beach. Yeah. You know, so found uh, about six or so uh, colorful dumpsters and had all these amazing etchings in the dumpster that I just still, still enamored with. And, um, that was one of my closing, one of my closing, uh, gallery shows at, at Wilson was that dumpster show. And That's, pe I love people that. love them. They, they were like, I love these. And then one of my friends, um, fine art friends, MFA friends, she said, these scare me. She's like, I don't like these at all, Bonnie. They're scary, you know, cause they're just visuals that you sure. can kind of like the, what is it? Rorschach? Rorschach. Yeah. 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 Um, where like the ink blobs. Yes. Everybody sees something different, mm -hmm. which I love. Uh, you know, so I love to, well, what do you see? What do you see? Because each person, five people are going to see something completely exactly. different. Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. I love that project. It's kind of ongoing. So if you see this most fabulous dumpster and Frederick, definitely let me know. I'm going <laughs> to send you GPS coordinates for yeah, dumpsters, dumpsters now. Um, so iPhone photography, the question I, because I have... Um, way too many. What is your favorite um, camera app on your iPhone? Uh, that's what's fun. I really don't use any camera app at all. I just use the iPhone camera that comes with it. I I do. I actually was editing a picture. I was at a friend's house and she rearranged her living room for like the hundredth time. Mm -hmm. And I said, take a picture of every time you rearrange it. It's this way you know and you can look back. Yeah. Um, and I actually, she was watching me edit underneath all the scroll buttons underneath and she goes oh you actually know what all of those do you know light and highlights darken shadows and all that I said yes I do That's, yes. <laughs> um, most people don't they never touch the bottom buttons but no I only ever edit on that phone um, since grad school I've gone through gosh I must be on the fifth phone by now fifth or sixth I forget what I started on 
the seven or the 10, maybe. Um, I started with the six and now I have the 11 Pro. Yeah, I have the and Pro. The 11 Pro is amazing. I can't even remember. I, what iPhone just came out? The 13? The 13 just came out. So yeah. I have the one prior to that. Yeah. Um, so that's about how far I am on that. But I don't, I don't, I don't really use Lightroom. I had the app. Uh, I never used mm-hmm. it. I downloaded a couple, probably four other apps, never used them. I just always just shoot on the phone, mostly natural light photography. Yeah. Um, I very ever, hardly ever use the flash. Um, also, in, even in my own, uh, even in my own photography, the big camera photography, as I call it. Yeah. Um, the big boy cameras. Yeah. So I don't, say, yeah. I never use the flash. Um, but I, yeah, I shoot, I try not to edit much on the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I do, like I was in the gallery today taking pictures of Sherry's new show, um, opening this Friday. And so I'll have to lighten shadows and oh, sure. um, stuff like that on those. And I, the biggest thing that drives me crazy, and it's probably the biggest tool I use on the phone and, or I just edited a shoot for a client this morning uh, horizon lines. I'm always like, fix your horizon line. And that not just in landscape photography, but on taking pictures of anything, make it straight. Um, but I used to be back in the day out of Penn state. I was a kindergarten teacher actually. And, um, and a substitute teacher, which was great. And I think the substitute teacher job actually had value where you would get called on the phone and they would just say, you're going to teach music today you're going to teach kindergarten today you're going to teach sixth grade today good luck wow um so i think that helped in go to the art closet make something right okay you're just i'm very yeah, you're thrown in the situation you have to figure out how to yeah, make it work you have to figure it out very macgyver mm-hmm. like um so i i enjoy that challenge um but that's yeah that's kind of my my path there a little bit okay well i am gonna i'm gonna convince you to download camera plus two Mm. And then an app called Hipstamatic. Okay. If you, yeah, Hipstamatic is, I have a, a mild, um, okay. probably not healthy obsession with Hipstamatic. But. Okay. What's that about? Um, I'll show you later. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, tr- I'll try and say I'll use it. I'll see if I do. I will, I will, I will say Twin Lens Rolleiflex. Okay. And Hipstamatic. Okay. Um, and the other question I have is... Um, do you know the documentary Finding Vivian Meyer? I do not. Okay, you'll yeah. have to send me a list. It's it's on Am- if you have Amazon Prime. I do. It's on Amazon Prime. Finding um, Vivian Meyer. It's called okay. Finding Vivian Meyer, and mm. it's about this street photographer. Mm. Um, actually, it's about a nanny who is a street photographer. Oh, that's fun. Who grew up? Who I don't know if I want to say she grew up in New York. Okay. But. Um, Really, really cool stuff. Okay. It's a great documentary about this guy who finds a bunch of her negatives in an auction. Oh, wow. And um, goes on this like journey to figure out who she is because he's never heard of her before. Hmm. Um, and hmm. I always show it to my students and then they have to do an assignment based on her type of photography. Right. And they all fall in love with it. That's cool. Yeah. When I teach, I love to... I'm very visual, so I love to do a lot of, they can watch a lot of videos and stuff. Yeah, we do a lot. um, You know, even when I introduce uh, the architecture project, uh, I remember watching Indecent Proposal with Demi Moore and Woody (laughs) Harrelson, and he was an adjunct architecture professor, and in the class he was showing a slideshow of all these really cool buildings, and that's Mm -hmm. probably one of the, 
a memory that I remember. I I would love to be a professor and and teach and inspire students because he, you know, through the slideshow and it was like a real slideshow, carousel, sure. Kodak slideshow. But he held up the brick and said, "A brick wants to be something," and the it keeps going through the slideshow and he kept saying, "A brick wants to be something," because you know these cathedrals. Yeah. I do a lot of photo shoots down at National Cathedral and you think, you know, brick wants to be something can be something pretty amazing. Yeah. It just doesn't want to be like, you know, a doorstop. Right. <laughs> or maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe a brick wants to be a doorstop or it could be part of a cathedral yeah, or a yeah. sidewalk or who knows yeah. what. Yeah. The, yeah. The old town, Alexandria, Virginia, uh, brick sidewalks that everybody trips on and, um, yeah, that could be fun memories. I'm the one that sticks up just a little higher yep. than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so as, uh, a gallery manager and everything. Tell me a little bit about like that process. Cause I think a lot of people don't understand, um, how you actually go about installing a mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. and how you get everything, you know, um, spaced the right way, mm-hmm. even just hanging photos, oh, yeah. you know, in a show. And you're like, all right, I have eight photos. I have to put on this 20 foot wall. Right. How do you, you know, how you start that process? I think right. everybody's like, oh, you just put a nail in, you put it up, and everything's great. And right. it's like, uh, really? Um, vi- <laughs> well, at my own house, I visually do everything, and I never measure a single thing. And if I have to move it, I just create a new hole in the wall. Um, but with my gallery director job that I had first, uh, you know, we... Uh, but I looked it up every time. There's a certain exact height where a picture's supposed to hang yep. from floor to, to the middle of the wall. And it's always cut because I'm pretty tall. Um, it's always a little bit lower than I'm comfortable with. I, I'm the same way. I think it's like 57 inches should yeah. be the middle or something like that. Yeah. 57, 58 should be like right. the middle. Yeah. And I'm not a math person, but I, you know, you take the behind the metal sh- wire and you measure to the top of yeah. the frame and then you're adding, subtracting. And I'm like, why am I doing math? You know, I can literally look at it and probably get it pretty spot on, but when I'm on the job, I try and actually do it methodically and measure and, and do all the math. But, uh, the fun part of the gallery director is I don't mind repairing, you know, spackling, patching, yeah. repairing, painting, and, uh, you kind of get a new canvas and you start over. So, um, there are a couple holes behind the pictures at my house. Definitely. <laughs> I'm going to next thing I'm going to, I just want <laughs> to come over to the body's down. house and I'm just going to, what are you doing? Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Don't take them down and look, there's definitely a huge one because we have a farmhouse and it's plaster walls. Uh, oh yeah. We have plaster walls in our house too. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've learned to drill holes instead of like use a nail. Yeah. And then half the plaster wall falls down and you're like, well, that's, that's yeah. a problem. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. And then also, I mean, there's a, a whole I don't want to call it a science, but there's a whole like methodology to pedestals and putting three dimensional objects up. Yeah. You know, do you put it against a wall? Do you put it in the middle? How many objects on each one, you know, height, Yeah. you know, as opposed to height of the object, you know, yeah. I think there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's artistic preference. I try and, you know, let a lot of art. That's why I'm excited for this job to be more hands-on and have student meetings before, and we can bounce ideas off each other and collaborate and uh sherry did a great job i'm referring to hers and the uh even betsy's and sarah's the last ones just phenomenal i'm always impressed by what students can do Um, even when i taught kindergarten just that they what they could draw and create on an artistic level floored me then and you know so giving the students and an artist 
vote of confidence and support to be like, I love that idea. Um, but you often don't know until you're in there and you're moving stuff around and you originally think the whole time I'm going to lay it out like this. And then you get there and you're like, that's dreadful. (laughs) That doesn't work at all. Um, and even Sherry said, I think she had mentioned she was going to do like a middle, a couple of the pedestals together, but Mm -hmm. then spread them out. And I think she has five, five or six vases in a row that run singularly. Um, down a line and it looks beautiful and she has the heights going up and down so it makes a very fluid eye sure yeah um but then you know it would also probably look good if they were all the same height you know all running the same as well so it's just visual i think i really like them now how they're going up and down and you travel with the sculptural pieces so to speak uh so your eye travels you know and it's very fluid i told her the other day it's very elegant yeah. Uh, look that she she did her show in so I'm excited for that um, on Friday but you just sometimes don't know until you get in there you know and you think you're gonna hang it this way and you're like nope that doesn't work um, so you take it down and you're like nah I'm gonna have to spackle that hole after <laughs> yeah well that's yeah I mean you know even with photography when we're out you know we'll go out and do field trips and stuff like that with my students and I'll say you know even though you think you know the composition that you like you have to take other ones because you're going to get back and you're like, oh, man, I love this composition. I like you're going to get back. And you're going to look at it and go, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah, it doesn't I work. wish I had done some other. I wish I would have put that horizon line yeah. higher or lower or, you know, moved left. Or, like you have to do more of that because you just don't know. Right. And you can't just rely on what you're thinking in the moment. Right. Yeah. And a lot of it's, you know, experience. And I think that's why I kind of just got bored a little bit in my photography career Mm. of, I think I'm at 17 years and, um, wanted some kind of invigoration in, in ideas and stuff. So I like teaching students, you know, to see things differently. And that's why I think the dumpster project comes in because it requires that you see things differently. Yeah. Um, you know, your average dumpster behind a, a shop, nobody even looks at but then you know I blow up a 30 by 40 um printed on metal or canvas and it you know is a showstopper where people are like what is that where'd you get that yeah did you paint it one one lady at the uh my exhibition she was like so these are these are paintings I was like no no they're photographs she's like no they're paintings and I'm like no I took them <laughs> I would phone. I know <laughs> With my phone, I took them. You took them with your phone? I was like, yeah. So you didn't paint them? No. <laughs> so it was hilarious. I um, love that. Yeah. But so you gave letting people see things differently. And it come, a lot of, you know, uh, some people, they're like, you take pictures so well right off the bat. I'm like, I've also been doing it for 17 years. So was hilarious in grad school. I s- always said, I, you know, I got to the point where I'm like, I literally could look at you and close my eyes and take the shot and thinking it would be good right and then they for one project at grad school they blindfolded us and walked us around and having my thesis project all pictures taken with the smartphone Mm -hmm. I was like everybody stop and we had a leader somebody was walking us around and I was next to another fellow blind blindfolded person and I was like everybody stop I'm going to take a picture and I took a picture of us all like four in a row and Turned out great. I was like, see, I can take pictures blindfolded. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you've been seven. I've been, you know, 35, 36 years now. Oh, geez. You know, I was, uh, uh, I worked for, I worked for for a newspaper for 11 years and then freelanced for, 
you know, I'm still freelancing, but I'm, I'm yeah. stopping just cause I'm, so I don't want to say I'm burned out. I just don't have time anymore. Right. And I'm just, you know, I have a couple of clients that I want to work for, but like, I'll go out when we go and do field trips. My students will be like, like, how did you know? I'm like, cause I just know. Cause I've been doing this for 36 years right. and it's like tying my shoes. Yeah. I see something. I know I like it. I know exactly what I want and I probably should shoot more, but I don't. Right. Like I'm going to take like five or six photos where right. I want you to take multiple because right. I want you to look and see what different compositions and how they kind of translate visually. Right. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not a highly technical photographer. I mean, like I said, you can send me your app. I might use it. I'm going to um, convince you. But I'm very, you know, composition is more important to me and subject matter and theory and lighting. Um, Those are, I mean, I guess that's technical. Um, I just think it's the easier things. But for other students, exactly like you said, they're like, well, how did you know that was a shot? Comes with experience and sight and seeing and doing it a million times and saying to yourself, well, I wish I would have moved to the left and had taken it this way. And so you're my mind is constantly everywhere I go. I mean, that's why I was late. I thought I was late coming here. Cause I saw something else in the gallery. I'm like, that's a great shot. That's a great angle. People don't like walking down the street with me because I can't get very far without stopping and taking a picture, which is why I love the iPhone. Yeah. So I'm a horrible much. person to hike with. I, we do a lot of hiking like as a family and it would be like, Oh man, where the hell is dad now? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm over here. Right. Or even just like driving somewhere when we go on vacations and stuff, I'll be like, I'll be like let's go over here. And they're like, you don't have any idea what's over there. I'm like, that's why I want to go that yeah, way. Something good. Cause is I don't there. know what's over there. Something good. Is and it could be nothing, right. but it might be something really cool. Right. So yeah, I'm a horrible person to go like hiking or, yeah. or anything like we, that. With. Um, a client of mine, good client in DC, she, they, renewed their vows out in California and they flew me out there to cover their, their vow ceremony. And we were up Napa or what's the other one. I can't remember the wine countries. I forget which one was, but we, we drove down. Then my cousin lived in Manhattan beach Mm. below LA. So we drove down after the wedding down route one. And I forget how long it should have taken us to get there. I want to say six hours or so, but it ended up like 12, Yeah, uh, double the time. Cause we kept stopping. I'm like, stop the car. And I get out and take a picture. And what's so funny and that why I ended up in grad school with the iPhone project was I had the big camera as I call it in the back of the car. Cause mm-hmm. I was out there for the wedding. You know, I took real pictures, so to speak on that camera. And I didn't, I only picked it up once. Because uh, my husband said, you do have the real camera in the car. Pick yeah. it up and take a picture. I think the only one I took was a lighthouse. Um, and it's printed above our fireplace in our bedroom. And behind it is an extremely large hole from <laughs> multiple times <laughs> fa- <20. laughs> failing to hanging something up before I put this big, big poster print up. Um, but I can't, you know, just stopping everywhere yeah. I look, I see like a composition, a photo, like even your, I don't the know con- what that, yeah. the control, control panel board, yeah. would be an yep. amazing shot. And I, I flip, uh, a lot on portrait mode, mm-hmm. um, on the iPhone. I, I use portrait mode a ton and that would make the entire Get that shallow depth of field dashboard. Yeah. I love yeah. aperture blur. Yeah. Um, and it's funny cause people are always like, well, what settings do you use on your camera? And I'm like, I use the lady with the hat. That's what I use. And they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, that's what I use. I don't use, I don't tinker around because 
I, you know, kind of say growing up in photography, I taking pictures of little kids, two year olds, you don't have time to change F stops. You don't have time to change your camera. The most I ever changed it on photo shoots was for little kids who could not sit still longer than like one second. I would put it on the little sports runner. Oh, athlete yeah. runner um because then your shutter is going to go faster mo- yeah it's like motor drive um, yeah because they they do not they if you tell a one-year-old two-year-old to sit they'll look at you and they'll sit down one little second and yeah. then they're right back up so um that's the only time i would ever really change it but majority of all the pictures on my websites um are all taken with the big camera on the lady with the hat lady with the, lady hat. With the hat so you're not in manual mode no mm. No. So, which is funny for darkroom. So yeah. that was kind of my, uh, my nemesis of a class. I took it at Shippensburg as an undergrad and it's funny story. I failed the photography test, but I got an A on all of my pictures. Mm-hmm. So I could take a heck of a photo composition wise, lighting, subject matter, but the test, I was like, ah, and then, of course, the first class I got offered to teach out of grad school, I was still in grad school. My last semester was darkroom photography. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll do it, you know, because yeah. I say yes and I figure it out later. So um, now I absolutely love it. Such a magical class. Um, my first class at York College was, um, I think it was all girls in the class for some reason. Uh, one one of our guys dropped it, and I was like, "Did we all scare you? Come back!" Um, <laughs> I don't want to okay. be in a dark room with a bunch of women. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we'd play music, and the water's running, oh, yeah. and it's dark. Yeah. I, I tell students it's like candlelight, you know, with the amber lights. Mm-hmm. It's you know, it's a time warp. You go in there, and you forget how long you've been in there. Four hours oh, have passed. Oh, sure. And you're like, yeah. Whoa. Yeah, you can get. Yeah, time can go by very, very yes. fast. Having grown up. You know, in the dark room, bulk loading triax. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, um, I did a I did a uh, entire senior photo shoot for um, friend of my daughter's Ava, um, hilarious, funny girl. Uh, she's I second year of college now, but I did her high school senior shoot on our farm, um, and the pictures. I was like, okay, I'm not going to charge you anything for the shoot, but I'm going to do the whole shoot on my phone. Because okay. I want to see, can I do an entire yeah. photo shoot that I would do for a, a real client, um, you know, and, and on the phone? And you can't, you cannot tell looking at these pictures that they were not shot with the big camera compared to an iPhone. Um, spectacular clarity. I mean, yep. It was outside. It was a cloudy day, which is what you want. Really made the colors pop. It was just before sunset, you know. Um, so great lighting, but the, the pictures are amazing. Um, no, I agree. I've had a couple. Um, I do a lot of uh, photography for uh, Garrett County Tourism up in mm-hmm. Deep Creek. So I'm up there five, six, eight times a year. Uh, we have yet doing, to meet a Deep Creek. Gotta get up there. Yeah. Um, you know, in the wintertime, I'm in there in the fall, in the summer, whatever. And I, you know, I have my 35s that I'll bring up. But I'll also take photos with my iPhone and I'll like sneak them in. Mm-hmm. And they've never said anything about like, hey, what the heck's with this? Yeah, because I mean, you know, even with like I'll do it's easy to do a panorama with Mm -hmm. your phone. If I want something a little bit wider Mm -hmm. than a 16 millimeter, if I want to do something a little bit different, I just don't want to get that out. Yeah, I think having that ability and I also think like just low angle photos, having that screen um, 
tends to work a little bit better. Yeah. But I just never would have thought that. Yeah. It's interesting because I, I never use the digital screen on, I use Nikons. I never ever take a picture by just looking at the screen. I always use the viewfinder, but yet it's very contradictory that I so love the iPhone because it's all with the screen. Yeah. You would think if I excelled at that or liked it, I would do it the same way. I'm yeah. I'm the same. I don't, I I will never, you know, hold, you know, and I, you know, there's part of me that wants to get a mirrorless camera. Uh, I have a story on that. (laughs) I just haven't gone there yet. You know, I want to get something a little bit lighter for, um, uh, that is a little bit better. I, I don't want to say better, but you know, if yeah. I go hiking, I'm on a trip or something, I'll bring my iPhone. Yeah. Um, but I'll also, you know, like, um, I'll, I'm like, I need to bring my 35. Right. I'm like, oh, there's too much weight. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, I well, might, I might get a mirrorless. I well, I tried that. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, he was a, a client from the DC area in New York now, and he is a Fuji camera lover. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I've seen his pictures and I'm like, gosh, these pictures are great color clarity. And maybe I should go the mirrorless route. I don't know what I was thinking by, I think the Fuji camera was just so pretty. Yeah. It looks like a SLR camera. It does. It has the silver metal. It looks like, like one of my old dad's cameras. Yeah. It looks like an old Canon A1 yes. or like an old Olympus. Yeah. So yeah. it's really pretty, but I got it and I absolutely hate it. I oh. used it on, it's mirrorless. I used it on... For one, I stopped doing events because I've done enough events to know I never want to do another event. Um, but I did one last uh, bar mitzvah. And it was great because you can turn the shutter completely off. So it is absolutely it's silent. It's super silent. Yep. You cannot hear a single thing, um, which again, I don't know why that bothered me because I don't have my chink noise yeah. on my phone. Um, but I didn't like not hearing the shot. Uh, uh, so I love to hear the shot on the shutter okay. and taking that away. I was like, did I get the shot? I think I know I got the shot, but I didn't hear it. Um, I didn't like that. I mean, it, it's definitely, it would have been fantastic back in the day on the Washington ballet to do, you know, right. Yeah. If you can be silent, silent is, I mean, if you're an event photographer, that's where I would definitely okay. recommend that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, it's very small camera in my hand. I like the big yeah. chunky, heavy uh, Nikon cameras. And if I went the mirrorless route, I should have went Nikon mirrorless. Uh, and I did not. Cause then Fuji's all it's learning like a PC to me. Right. Yeah. To yeah. Mac. Everything's in a different spot. Yeah. It's, yep. I didn't like it. I did. I tried really hard to like it and use it. I think I did six photo shoots with it and that was it. I was like, okay, I'm done. All right. Well, that's good to know. If anybody wants a Fuji camera. Yeah. Maybe I'll just hold on half. and not do it. <laughs> Yeah. I, and, and my f- iPhone, I mean, I just love that so much. I'm like, and I've done that, what you said prior, throwing in some iPhone pictures mm-hmm. within an official yeah. shoot, giving it to the client, especially video. Um, I love the video capacity on the, the iPhone. Yeah. Uh, I used to, use, I used to use a lot of video on, on the DSLR too. Uh, but somehow my, my screen on the video has spots that I need to take it to the repair guy and Ooh. fix, hmm. you know, so you could see kind of spots on the video. So I gave that up. It's like a burned out pixel or something. I don't, uh, some, something's dirty within the camera. Okay. <laughs> and one time I tried to clean interior and it made the entire oh, mirror, yeah. uh, purple. Uh, that's, so that was, yeah, that was completely ruined. So I try not to clean them and just give them to my camera guy, Oh, geez. which I don't do. 
enough. I've only done that once in 17 years. Okay. <laughs> All right. So here's my off the wall question for you. I always, always, uh, I was trying to ask people like some different questions, um, just to kind of like, uh, throw them off. What is something that you wish you were good at, but you're actually like really, really bad at? Wish I was good. Math. Math. Really math. <laughs> You're a photographer. You should be good at math. Oh, no. I always no, love no. that. Like when I talk to my students, I'm like, all right, we're going to learn exposure now because it's math because aperture is, uh, you know, you know, it's a division problem. And they're like, what? Right. I'm yeah. like, it's all dependent on the focal length of your lens. And so, you know, yeah. there's a reason why F28 is a really large opening and F11 is very small because yeah. math. I think that's the biggest hurdle for any photographer is like understanding aperture and manual exposure. Right. You and, know? Yeah. And, uh, and But that's the hardest one, I think, is, you know, yeah. I want a narrow depth of field. I want, you know, uh, a deep depth of field. And then know? those are how how certain photographers explain that is also sometimes varies deep and oh, narrow. Yeah. And um, yeah. I'm like, just, you know, lady with the hat. Lady with the hat. <laughs> I make, I make the students, they have to do half their projects in manual, you know, half, half, and then they can up it a little bit and go lady with the hat runner guy. Yeah. Yeah. We do. Yeah. I, I, I force them to do manual. So they actually have to, they'll go out and they'll going to find a scene or a subject to document, but they can have one exposure combination and then they have to change. Right you know, at least two. So they, you know, maybe you're shooting at 500th of a second. All right. Now you have to shoot at 125th of a second right. and you have to make that other compensation. Right. And then they have to, you know, make those exposures right. and they hate it. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but then when they get it, they're like, Oh my God. And I'm yeah. like, yes, now you can be creative. Yeah. It's, it's hard. You know? It's hard to understand. Um, but the fun now, well, not so much in darkroom, but digitally why you can kind of mess around and play with pictures and, you know, it doesn't cost you. Your failure doesn't right. cost anything. Yes. Well, but I also <laughs> no, think you could get a bad grade. Starting out in the darkroom, I think, helps you out with exposure as well by changing the aperture on the enlarging lens to, you know, it's, you know, f5.6 or f11 is going to dictate whether you're at five seconds or 12 seconds. Right. And I think that helps them kind of process, all right, I can bring this into a camera. Yeah, you know. it's it's a great class. I yeah. mean, it teaches you so much, um, and just how to take how to take a better shot. I think is is also key in that class. Well, yeah. Also, if like you know, here's a 24 exposure roll. That's all you have. Yeah, you have 24 picks. That's it. Yeah, and it makes students nervous. They're like, oof. I was like, well, mm -hmm. it's gonna make you pause. It's gonna make you frame your shot a little bit better. It's gonna make you slow yeah. down and not be so fast. Uh, so I think it it's definitely a great great class, fun class. Well, Bonnie Kern, thank you. Sure. This yeah, is great. I I like having somebody that I can talk shop with, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to we'll have to go out um do some shoots together and you know, maybe bring in as a yeah a guest Yeah, sure. A guest lecturer in class and talk about iPhone photography. And, and you take your students out together and shoot together. Mm -hmm. is that yeah, we try and get out um like when the weather's nice. Um, I mean, there's plenty of places that we can walk to, mm -hmm. you know, we, we went down the Schifferstadt where we went and walked around the, uh, the little kitchen garden there. We went down to downtown Frederick and I had them spend like an hour just in a block. Mm. I'm like, you have to spend an hour from Bent street to church or court street. 
you know, because the more time you spend in an area, the more you notice different things and the yeah. more things kind of present themselves where if you just walk through, you might miss things. Right. What else did we do? Uh, we did an assignment where it was just a, an assignment based on motion, either stopping motion or showing motion. So they went out and photographed traffic and people running around. We went up to the Frederick Watershed and did a fall foliage shoot. Hmm. If it was open, we'd go down to uh, the Botanical Gardens in D.C. Yeah. Because um, that's a great place if you're talking like organic. So we'll go down and do, um, go to the Botanical Gardens and do like an organic floral type mm-hmm. of thing. And then we'll walk up to Chinatown and they can do architectural and geometric on the way up. And then we have lunch. And, oh, that's fantastic. You know. Yeah. And we'll try great. and do that on a weekend, but, you know, we can't really do that yet. Yeah, I love I love because the botanical gardens closed. Right, I love asking other uh, teachers like what what do you what projects do you love? How do you teach? You know, are you all in class? Are you a lot of video or do you get out? Um, so I like getting them out as much as possible. I like presenting mm-hmm. an idea or a concept or a compositional theme or whatever, and then say, "All right, now we're just going to get out. Mm-hmm. Let's go do something." Mm-hmm. You know, because um, it's one thing to say, "All right, here's our here's our assignment for the week. Your photos are going to have to deal with rule of thirds or leading lines or you know or whatever it is," but getting them out and putting it into practical use while you're there, so they can ask you questions. Uh, I think is great. But also when they're all kind of documenting the same thing, I think that's good for them because they see how other people approach right. the same situation visually. Right. And they're like, oh, I never thought about that before. Yeah. So it, you know, it makes them see things differently. Yeah. I love the block. We're all on a block. That's a fun one to do is just yeah. like go to, you know, and they're just like wandering around for an hour. Right. Yeah. I had a project. So I do a lot of theme based projects where it's all, you know, you have like 10 themed projects, mm-hmm. uh, shadows or portraits or the city block was one of them yeah um but yeah we didn't go as a class together i just sent them out go walk a city block come back and see what you have Uh, but it would be fun to go out as a group um to do that together would be pretty would be pretty cool yeah that's a good one and the one i just i started during the pandemic because i like a lot of students are at home but um i made a scavenger hunt a photo scavenger hunt ah so they had to go and find, you know, different things in this, in, in this scavenger. And it was, you know, um, take a photo of something you use every day. Okay. Take a photo of something that's fuzzy. Take okay. a photo of something that's blue. Take a photo of something that gives away your age. Okay. You know, um, you know, take project. a photo from a perspective below your knees. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's 18 and they have to pick their best 10 to 11. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's a fun one. Yeah, yeah. I love when students change their, that's another big one. Get low, get really low or high. Yeah. Um, yeah. We do low perspective your above your head. Yeah. Different that's things like fantastic. that. So that's a fun one to do. And then when they post and we do a critique session, everybody has to guess what category it fit into. Uh, and a lot of times you feel like, you know, it can fit into multiple categories, right. that's but neat. you know, it's only the one that you thought. Well, thank you. And yeah, and yeah. you're here for like another week, and then you get forty days off. Well, I'll well, you really st- don't. You're still, still going to be yeah. here doing stuff. Are yeah. there any shows over break? I'll still be here. There, Do we have any grad school like after the one that's up now? No, there's not. There's an, one starting with Faith, and uh, their show is starting in January twenty second, okay. I believe. Um, I was going to go see what's up in the art closet and see if I wanted to hang stuff around, but I wasn't sure how many, how many students or anybody would be on campus. So there's J term, but I don't know what's yeah. going on in Tatum. Yeah. Well, and we did, um, training yesterday in Whitaker mm-hmm. and I was sitting there looking out up at empty walls 
on the Whitaker walk around. Oh yeah. So I might go up to the art closet gallery and gallery <laughs> and pull out some pieces to hang yeah. up there just for anybody who's in Whitaker, uh, that hood hosts in that, you know, entertainment. It would be nice to have something area. up there. Yeah. Yeah. To look up there and actually see mm-hmm. artwork on the walls. That's a good um, idea. So I'd probably do that over the break. I think. Yeah. I That's a good gallery that. for 2d hanging mm-hmm. stuff on walls. It's not a great for right. 3d stuff on pedestals right. just cause it's narrow. Yeah. It's narrow. Um, you know, you don't feel like you can walk around. There's like right, maybe two or three spots where you can put some pedestals in. Right. But, but yeah. for, you I know, th- for 2D stuff, it's great. Yeah, and I think it would be great to have, you know, as I don't know how many events they do down in that bottom area, but a lot. guessing a good chunk and mm-hmm. it'd be nice people from outside coming in to see some yeah. hood, hood work on the walls up there. So I'll probably do that, have fun with that over the break. But I'll be here the whole time. Cool. Uh, mostly working Tuesday, Thursday evening, okay. even time frames. But so get something up there. Will be yeah. fun. And normally, like I end, uh, I end my podcast with you um, suggesting somebody else on campus for me to interview. Oh. But since you really don't know, <laughs> I don't anybody, really know anybody. <laughs> it might be kind of hard. I don't really know anybody. I I actually would. I would say the um, one of the exhibitions I'd like to do is an upcoming archives exhibition on all things hood mm-hmm. um, from back as, as old as they have in a gallery exhibition show. So I would say I don't know the archives person. Mary. Mary Atwell. Mary Atwell. Yeah, I was ah. sitting next to her yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so she's on my list to contact over this okay. break and to go see what she has and we can collaborate and come up with like a fun exhibition. Ooh. I'm hoping they have like an old hood sweater, beanies, f- Oh, photographs. I think they have a lot of that. One of the assignments that I do for my uh, photojournalism students is they have to go visit Mary and they have to find at least four or five photos from the archives mm. and then recreate them. Oh, that, that, that. So it could great. be like, you know, uh, you know, the, the group shot of the swim team. Right. Or it could be something from the dining hall, you know, right. when Hood was an all-women's school and they had to wear their, their blazers and the, and the uh, skirts. Yeah, their skirts. You know, or stuff. it's something, sure. uh, you know, you, you could have a, a horse on campus right. back in the day. Yeah. Um, you know, so it wasn't uncommon to see somebody riding their horse around campus. Right. So now yeah. it would be somebody, you know, maybe they're riding their horse, but now it's a skateboard right. or a scooter. Yeah, so if you haven't so we'll, haven't interviewed her, I would say she'd be she'd I will be definitely super do. Okay. fun. I All mean, right. Well, thank you again very yeah. much, and have a great awesome. quiet break looking yeah. through a closet yeah, looking through the of art old closet. stuff, going, Wait. why is yeah. this here? Wait till you see what, ha- what shows up in the gallery. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Thank you. Yep. Well, that is the show for this week. Thank you again to Bonnie Kern, our new Studio Arts Gallery Director, I know that I'm never going to look at a dumpster the same way again. And I'm confident uh, that Bonnie is going to continue to make a positive impact on our hood galleries. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what pieces of art she pulls from the storage closet up uh, in, the, uh, in the attic of Tatum. So uh, next time you are in Whitaker Commons, make sure you look up and see if there's anything hanging on those bare walls on the balcony. I want to wish everyone happy holidays. Have a restful and relaxing winter break. You have all earned it. And I'll see you in 2022. Until then, I'm your host, Tim Jacobson, and this is Get to Know a Blazer. As always, be kind to each other. And more importantly, 
be kind to yourself. The lead-in and lead-out music for our show, titled Grandpa, is written and played by none other than John Medallis. Get to Know a Blazer is a production of Hood College Broadcasting Studios.